Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Welcome to Life Point. I'm Pastor Tom Doherty, and today Max Buchanan will be your host, and he is associate pastor of the Cloverdale Church of God, and I am glad that he's filling in for me for a little bit, and Lord bless you as you listen to Pastor Max Buchanan. Well, good morning, everybody. We are back in John chapter 5 this morning here on Life Points. Again, I am Pastor Max. I'm joining you this week because Pastor Tom is on sabbatical. We've been talking about this intense story about this guy who was an invalid for 38 years being healed at the pool of Bethsaida, John chapter 5. So we're going to pick up in that again, but let's go before our Lord again. Lord, we love you. Just as we see this healing at the pool, we know that we are healed, Lord, healed of our sins, that we find life in you. Lord, we pray that we're not sidetracked by anything, but that we'd come to just more of a realization who you are as we open up your word, Lord that we'd look to you as the one true God, the Savior of us. We're grateful, grateful for this chapter. And we pray that we continue to look at it, to understand it, and to know it, and to know you, Lord. In your precious name, amen. So the first day in this series, we started going through John chapter 5. This guy who was an invalid for 38 would go to this pool as it was believed that when the water would stir, you would be healed. Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? What kind of question is that? He's obviously at this pool. This guy starts responding with his logic saying, hey, if I could just get in the pool when the water is stirring, then everything will be all right. But someone else always goes in front of me. And then Jesus goes, hey, it's not about that. Pick up your mat and walk. And so we talked the first week about how our ideas we can get, get trapped in that we don't realize what God is doing in front of us that he's saying, pick up your mat and walk. And we're saying, God, we're over here. It's not until God reaches out to us in his grace and saves us out of our sin. Then this guy would have been like, okay, I'm healed and would have been excited about it. Probably wondering what it was and how it happened, who Jesus was. There probably would have been something inside of him, right? They're saying, I want to know who this guy is. And, and you know, he's coming from this background where he's in Jerusalem. So if this is God or something of God, I, I want to fall more in love with God. I want this, you know, relationship with him. But then all of a sudden the leaders, the Jewish leaders went to this man and they're saying, hey, you're holding your mat. And last week we talked about the Sabbath and how they became obsessed with this tradition that they miss out on what Jesus has for them. That's the story of, you know, the Pharisees throughout scripture. And that's what continues to happen. So let's pick up in verse 11. And this man responds and he says, but he replied, the man who made me well said to pick up your mat and walk. So they answered him, who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? The man who healed me, the man who was healed had no idea who it was for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd. Jesus slipped away into the crowd that was there. Then in verse 14, it says later, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, see, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leader that it was Jesus who had he had made him well. So super fascinating story here. And uh, this man is healed. The Pharisees go and talk to him. 
He says, the guy who healed me told me to pick up my mat and walk. Then the man who was healed is there with Jesus, or Jesus comes and finds him at the temple, and he says, see you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. What Jesus is talking about is our condition as sinful humans. We're sinful humans, so naturally our consequence, if we die in rebellion to God, is to not be with him forever. It's only when we submit our lives to the grace in which he is reaching out to us with that we get to be with him forever. So something worse is being trapped in your sin never confessing Jesus as Lord, dying in your sin to the point where you're separated from God. What he's telling him here is that he needs to stop sinning, to look to Christ to to cover his sins, or something worse may happen to you. You're going to be dead in your sin. But this man hears this, so it's revealing to us the grace of Jesus. So he hears this. But the impact of the Jewish leaders was, was such heavy on this society that he felt this guilt and the shame to the point where he had to go and tell the Jewish leaders. Like, that's the amount of pressure that he was under. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. He's like, I have to go and, and tell them. That's how this culture worked, and that's the respect they would have had. Here you have God in flesh who has just healed you, now comes back and finds you and then reveals to you how you could be healed for all of eternity and tells you to stop sinning, to turn away and and look to God. And yet what has run rampant in the culture of this Jewish society is that these guys are the upper echelon. These are the people we need to, to listen to. That he goes to man instead of being concerned with what God is telling him. And I think even as believers, we can get caught up in this as well. We're like, okay, we got this, and this is what's been revealed to me by by man. And I'm not saying that God's not using man, but we got to go back to Scripture, look at it, and say, okay, Lord, we we believe it. We believe your word. And and what's interesting is I think a lot of times I because I come from the, you know, this background, I did go to Calvary Chapel and, you know, they believe all the gifts are for today and they believe that healing still, still happen and stuff like that. I didn't grow up that way in the slice. I grew up in this, this Baptist church and, you know, they don't believe in all, all the gifts are for today and that, you know, healings have ceased and stuff like that. But what's like interesting about it, which is kind of funny. And this is, I'm like, this is how I am. I'm like straight up, like almost embarrassed to, to share this. Because it, it, this is how my brain works, but this is uh, this is something that happened to me when I was younger. So I, again, I go to this church. I've never, you know, I I always heard, okay, you know, healings are for back in Jesus's time. That was an affirmation that that He is God. And then when you step into the the you know uh, New Testament age, it's just affirming that this church is from God and. And that's why they're able to do these miracles and stuff. Now that stuff has ceased and we have the Bible and we don't need it and stuff like that. And, you know, I, again, I don't have a strong opinion on any of this stuff, but when I was in high school, I, uh, I was in Mexico surfing. I was running around barefoot all the time and I got this 
planners wart in my foot, like picked up this crazy parasite wart thing in my foot. And I'm telling you, it was massive. Like my whole entire bottom of my foot, um, like in the middle, all the way, like the whole middle arch of my foot, that's the word I'm looking for. Arch of my foot was this giant thing. And then it had all these roots to the point where I was having to go to specialists. They couldn't kill it. So then I was going to a foot surgeon and they were going to have to do an extensive like foot surgery and in different stages to get all these roots out of my foot and stuff like that. And there was the janitor at the church that my mom worked at. And he had one eye, he had this glass eye. He was a character. I remember I cut my finger open at the Christmas tree lot and he pulled a first aid kit off of, off of his leg. He had an ace bandage to his leg and he wanted to give me stitches in the bathroom. Like he was just a cowboy of a human being, right? Like crazy guy. Steve Huntsman was his name. Shout out. I guarantee he's not listening to this, but it on the off chance that he is, this guy had more impact on my faith because he was definitely a faith stretcher. If you know what I'm talking about, because every time you were with him, you had no clue what you were going to get in this particular time he was like what's why are you limping i'm like i you know i have this like giant wart thing on my foot and he's like let me pray over it in jesus's name and i'm like all right i'll just entertain him because i'm friends with him but i know that there's no way shape or form that this guy is you know that this is gonna work and so he prays over this weird wart on my foot again this is such like an embarrassing story because it's like just it just sounds crazy and so dumb like i'm listening to myself say it and i'm like you are the dumbest human being on the face of the planet so he prays on it, and two days later, like, I'm supposed to go to the specialist, everything like that. The the wart physically falls off my foot, because it's like a root. Like, there's, like, a seed inside of it. That's how this thing works. It's like a parasite. It falls off my foot, and all of the residuals, like, you could see the roots in there, like, coming out of my toes and stuff. Disgusting, right? All of that's just gone and gone away. And I'm like, okay, there's something to what happened, right? The specialist couldn't figure it out. I was going to have to have foot surgery. They tried to freeze it off a million times, kept growing crazy parasite in there. And then all of a sudden it's gone. And what does my mind go to? Not the prayer that he did, but something natural. I'm going, okay, how did I do this? Right? Was it like all these home remedies that I was trying to one of those just magically work and fall off? Well, I haven't done anything in the last two weeks, but I'll just chalk it up to everything but the fact because my framework, my mind, my logic of everything that I've ever learned is that healings are not for today. And that, you know, all that I put God really inside this box and so I believed like, hey, I believed all these things about God, like, okay, you know, and I was trying to look for a natural explanation, but I've never been able to come up with one. And I'm not saying that, you know, it is this hand of God and it's magically healed and all that kind of stuff, but I'm just saying it was an interesting thing that happened in my life. And whether it was God healing my foot or not, it got me to rethink things to where I read this story and I say, what things do I have in my brain? that have caused me to not exercise my faith? What beliefs do I hold that I'm more concerned with man's opinion on than I go back to scripture and realize, hey, there's great people, great theologians that believe on both sides of this issue and I need to look at. And I'm not talking about anything morally. Obviously, the Bible has standpoints. We need to look at it and realize that. But theologically, when we talk about Calvinism, Arminianism, when we talk about healings for today or the different gifts, can we go to the Bible, look at how they're practiced, know that we have different disagreements on timelines and different things like that, but say, hey, we believe in the Lord and that he is mighty and not be so persuaded by our church culture's on some of these issues again nothing morally however just some of our church traditions 
Well, that's all I have for today. We'll jump into this chapter again tomorrow. We will see you then. Bye-bye. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.